Hello, everyone. Happy Monday and welcome to Transmissible, a public health podcast. I am your host, Jessica Stahl. I am an epidemiology graduate student, and I have spent most of my career as a contractor at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. However, nothing I say or do here reflects any of my current or former employee, employers or places I've gone to school. This is just my public health passion project, and thank you for being here. I um, have been watching the analytics, the data. I see our little community growing, and I'm just excited um, to be doing this and that people are actually listening. This is very fun. I wanted to start doing something a teeny bit different. Um, I guess it's not like considered different if I've just started a podcast, but something I have decided I want to incorporate is public health or global health news. I love looking at you know current events and current you know, breaking news, things that are happening in the world of public health on Twitter. But I found that it's really hard to find like the top news stories all in one spot. WHO, some of these websites have really good like specific ones. Like there's like outbreak news, there's you know global health news, there's infectious disease news. But um, I kind of want to curate stories from all of these different places in once, twice, maybe three times a week. Um, to kind of depending on how this goes, how fun it is, the popularity of it jump on here and just do kind of like a this week in public health, the news that it's in public health. Um, So this will be my first episode doing that. I had a good time. It was very interesting collecting these stories. I got a lot of them from Twitter, Um, did a little fact check in to make sure and um, some cross references. I have a bunch of citations. I'm going to put them in the body of the podcast. I'll try to like say them along the way, but um, when something is a big story, like a lot of sites are covering it. So I just want to make sure I have all those bases covered. Um, but yeah, I think this will be really fun. We love a public health news moment and um, that's what I would like this to be. So let's get into it. I will spend a little more time on some of them than the others. Just if personally, I find the public health aspects of it to be a little more um, interesting or in-depth, or if there's just more information. Some of these will be short, but that's because information is still coming out, and then you might see the same story next week with some updates. So yeah, we'll try this out. Send me a DM on TikTok or Twitter. I guess it's now called X. Um, On TikTok, I am transmissiblepod. That's the username. And then on Twitter, I am, oh my gosh, X, whatever. It's public health Jess, J-E-S. Um, shoot me a DM. Tell me if you like this format. Tell me if there's like a story I missed that you think should really be included. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Story number one, and this one is very interesting, very sad, is there is an anthrax outbreak happening in Zambia. As of the end of November, there was 684 suspected human cases, which included, unfortunately, four deaths. That's a case fatality rate of 0.6%. Also, citing my sources, this information is coming from the WHO. Um, It's being reported in 44 out of 116 districts in nine of Zambia's 10 provinces. Most of them are coming from the southern region. both human cases and animal cases. On the animal side of things, as of, um, I guess, a day after they released the human cases, they released the animal cases, and it was 568 domestic 
and wild animal cases that were reported. Those domestic animals are more of the ruminants, so that's like goats, um, shoot, what, what else is a ruminant? Things with hooves, goats, cows, etc. The wild animals, um, the, the one getting hit hard is the hippopotamus. So prayers up for the hippos. But um, just sat all around. Anthrax is, personally, I think anthrax is one of the scarier ones. It's kind of a household name. I feel like if you're a kid of the 90s, you definitely know the term anthrax. It was very um, kind of in pop culture, in geopolitics, in politics in general. But just kind of as an overview, um, a little lesson on anthrax. It is basically a disease caused by spore-forming bacteria called Bacillus anthracis. It is transmitted from animals to humans. Um, it typically does not spread from animal to animal or human to human. And when anthrax spores are ingested, they are ingested from contaminated animal products or inhaled or enter the body through a skin abrasion or cut, they can germinate and multiply and produce toxins. So it's all about the spores here. Depending on the type of exposure, within a few hours to three weeks, individuals may present with one of the three clinical presentations of anthrax, which is cutaneous or skin anthrax, which is the most common presenting, most commonly presents with an itchy bump in the exposed area that rapidly develops into a black sore. Um, some people then get headaches, muscle aches, fever, and vomiting. There's also gastrointestinal anthrax. Um, the symptoms of that kind of initially look like food poisoning, but um, they can worsen and produce severe abdominal pain, vomiting of blood, and severe diarrhea. And then the third, which is the most severe out of them, is pulmonary anthrax. Um, initially, the symptoms look like a common cold, but can rapidly progress into severe breathing difficulties and shock, you know, pulmonary, lungs. Um, that's like when you breathe in the spores. Anthrax is not, not something you want to get. It is um, very serious, very sad. And um, an example I learned about when I was learning about anthrax is, um, so say you're you know, a nomadic people group and you have rugs that are also kind of mixing with your domesticated animals. So your goats, your sheep, your goat, or your cows. Um, and then one of the ways you can remove like the dirt and the dust, kind of like a, kind of like to vacuum, so to speak, a rug is you hang it up and you, you beat the rug with like a stick and that has, you can kind of picture it, that makes the dirt come out of it. But when you do that, the spores, if there's anthrax on there, the spores are then aerosolized into the air um, and you can breathe it in. And that's one of the ways that anthrax spreads in like rural, kind of nomadic um, people groups that have animals. So obviously very sad. I will um, keep you all updated on that outbreak and hopefully um, some good news comes in about that. Story number two. This one you may have heard in the news. This is U.S. specific. Um, two headlines. One is from, what was this? The American Veterinarian Medical Association. The other one's from NBC. But that it's veterinarians across the country are scrambling to treat a rising number of dogs sick with a severe type of respiratory illness. 
Um, this obviously hits close to home for people living in the U.S. who have dogs, who have animals. A lot of this is coming out of my home state of Colorado. One of the veterinarians that they were interviewing um, pretty heavily, she practiced down in Colorado Springs. I was there over the weekend. Um, but basically, the American Veterinarian Medical Association explained in a December 6th statement on the mysterious canine respiratory infection is that this disease has been difficult to track because there is no national data tracking for canine illnesses, which I thought was first shocking, um, second interesting. I feel like that's a um, area of opportunity. And the AVMA, you know, the Veterinary Medical Association, confirmed that it's seen multiple states, at least 14 as of this statement, um, with Colorado, Oregon, and New Hampshire leading the way in testing. They've seen this popping up. Basically, it's kind of mysterious. Vet clinics are seeing an increase of it. They're um, thinking similar to the Tom Frieden interview we talked about last week in the breaking news report. Um, you know, it's potentially from an immunity gap. You know, when humans locked down for COVID, you know, the dogs locked down for COVID too. They were going to fewer doggy daycares, fewer play dates. Um, in the same way, humans kind of lost um, one or two of the flu seasons. Dogs you know, potentially, or not potentially, did lose as well. So thinking maybe it's from that. But again, a lot of just kind of questions and um, trying to find out more answers. The symptoms of the canine respiratory infection include coughing, sneezing, red and runny eyes, and then apparently it escalates pretty quickly. Um, so again, not like a ton of additional news. Hopefully they um, can kind of figure out what's happening and get a hold on it on it. And this is definitely one that next week I will provide an update with since um, it hits very close to home. All right. Story number three, we're kind of rapidly moving through these. I think this is the way to go. If I'm listening to a news report, I want to just like kind of get the news in. Um, so let me know if this is a good format though. Okay. Number three, topic number three is the Cantaloupes, diced onions, dry dog food, plums, nectarines, and peaches are being recalled over salmonella and listeria. The plums, nectarines, and peaches are being recalled over listeria with the other ones um, being salmonella. This you may have also heard um, on the news. It's kind of been a big deal because they're doing like tons of recalls. Like all these like diced cantaloupes, diced, like it's just recall, recall, recall. Um, maybe check if, if you eat these foods, maybe check um, on the outbreak list. I will, I have two links for that. I will put them in the podcast body. Um, but let me just read you some of these updates because they just released new numbers for these. Oh shoot. I had it pulled up one second. Okay. Yes. So the cantaloupe, which is probably the biggest one right now, it's salmonella. They've reported 230 illnesses, 96 hospitalizations, three deaths, unfortunately. It, the situation is present in 38 states, and the investigation status is active, and they're currently recalling just like tons of, like this is a huge list. Um, they're recalling whole cantaloupes, but then a ton of pre-cut fruit products. Made with, we, I see Aldi. I see Kroger, Sprouts, Farmer's Market, Trader Joe's, not Trader Joe's. Um, 
Racetrack, Quick Trip. I mean, these are big, big house names. So um, that one's kind of sad. Let's get some other numbers here. Peaches, Nectarines, and Plums from Listeria. This one has not been updated, but as of November 21st, there was 11 illnesses, 10 hospitalizations, one death. It was present in seven states, and it is still an active investigation status. Um, again, there are some big recalls here. So again, check those labels if these are things you eat. Um, yeah, outbreaks can happen anytime, anywhere. And these are like the most random <laughs> foods ever. I feel like usually we see, you know, spinach bags, tomatoes, sprouts. Sprouts are notorious for, you know, being recalled over bacteria. Um, cantaloupes, I feel like semi-common, but um, just, yeah, never good. And also sucks when you see um, deaths being reported as well. All right, story number four. So COVID and flu rates nationally are rising, but RSV may have peaked. Basically, the short and dirty of this is COVID cases are going up, flu cases are going up, but RSV cases um, have been, they were increasing, 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 and then kind of studied out. So hopefully they will start to come down. I have a quote from CDC Director Mandy Cohen, and it's that, we think we're near the peak of RSV season or will be in the next week or so. She said this, I guess it's now been two weeks ago. So hopefully for the parents out there, RSV peak is at least maybe behind us. RSV is very scary, um, especially if you're a parent of like really small children. Um, COVID and flu are rising. I saw that there have been, unfortunately, four pediatric deaths from flu. Um, let me pull up the website. I'll read you some stats. Sorry, I have so many tabs. <laughs> I have so many tabs. Um, shoot, guys. Sorry. Where is it? There we go. Flu view. I'll link this as well. The clinical lab. Positive cases for influenza going up. Um, outpatient. Let's see hospitalizations going up, mortality rate is plateauing at 0.2% for unfortunately for pediatric deaths. Um, hospitalization rate is 5.5 per 100,000. And yeah, I'm looking at the graph. Looks like it's still going up. <laughs> um, most of the cases are flu A, Little little chunk of flu be there. I did an entire gosh, it was such a long paper on flu B in my um, graduate program. It was very interesting. Um, let's see, positive cases. Influenza positive test reported is actually going down a little bit. Wait, let me see the difference in these. Sorry, guys, I should have looked at this before. Basically, flu's, flu's zazen. It's, it's rampant. Um, so this is the reminder to get your flu shot. Yeah, this was updated December 8th. It is right now December 11th, so this is pretty up to date. Um, yeah, that's about it on that one. 
Let's see, did I miss anything? Yeah, this one was like a, I didn't do my notes. <laughs> it is straightforward for this topic because I was just going to link to that page. CDC estimates that there have been at least 1.2 million illnesses, 12,000 hospitalizations, and 740 deaths from the flu so far this season. Four of those are pediatric, so we can extrapolate. Most of them have been, um, almost all of them, I guess you could say, have been adult cases. All right, and then my last story is a little bit of geopolitical, global health, financial news. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I'm just going to read it. I mean, there's like three little paragraphs. I'm going to read it. This is from the WHO. And so it's global partners pledge $777 million US dollars to combat neglected tropical diseases in an historic effort to combat NTDs and improve the lives of 1.6 billion people globally. That's billion with a B. Partners pledge a groundbreaking $777 million at the 2023 Reaching the Last Mile Forum. The forum hosted by Reaching the Last Mile, a global health initiative led by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayan, the president of the United Arab Emirates, was held during the first ever Health Day at the United Nations Climate Change Conference. This global initiative unites efforts with countries endemic for NTDs to address the impact of climate change on these diseases. The pledges the pledged funds will finance essential programs and treatments, support research and innovations, and strengthen frontline health systems and workforces. They pledge. The key announcement was the expansion of the um, RLM fund from $100 million to $500 million U.S. million as the outcome of a partnership between Reaching the Last Mile and the Bill. Sorry. Reaching the Last Mile the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and other global actors. This expansion aims to eliminate lymphatic filariasis and river blindness from Africa and increase the fund's reach from 7 to 39 countries across Africa and Yemen. That is incredible. It's a ton of money. I thought that definitely deserved a spot on this week's news because that is you know, almost a billion dollars specifically for neglected tropical diseases in these hard-hit regions and um, just the infectious disease. Public health are in me just finds that to be exciting and great. So wanted to throw that in there. So in conclusion, story number one, anthrax outbreak in Zambia. Story number two, um, the respiratory illnesses um, that we're seeing peak in dogs across the U.S. Story number three, we have the salmonella and listeria recalls of various foods, but with cantaloupe being the front runner in most cases. Um, story number four is that COVID and flu cases are rising, but RSV um, may have peaked, so hopefully coming down shortly. And then last but not least, the $777 million um, put forth to combat NTDs. So that is our news for the week of December 11th, 2023. Um, I had a really good time curating this list. Let me know if you like this, like sound off in the comments. We would like to know when I say we, I mean myself and my cat sitting to my right on her little bed. Um, I always use we in the terms of this podcast, but um, it's just me at this point. And, but my cat is literally always here just sleeping away. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Please like subscribe, do whatever the platform you're using, 
um, prompts you to do because that helps um, just the reach and it just helps the podcast keep plugging along. And I would love to just keep doing this and kind of see where it goes. It's been so fun. Um, thank you for joining me on this passion project. And just like I said earlier, I see the analytics. I see this little community that we're building and this is just so much fun. So thank you for being here. Thank you for um, the comments I've gotten on TikTok and the support and just, um, yeah, I'm happy to have you here. And these were our public health news stories of the week. See you guys next time. Bye.